I'm Tarina. And I'm Kelly. We're the owners of Say Events, a wedding planning company based in beautiful Vancouver, Canada. This podcast is an honest, behind-the-scenes, no-bullshit look into the wedding industry. With over 15 years' experience in the biz, we share the inside details of what goes on into creating a wedding. We'll interview wedding experts, debate topics, and give you real advice only a wedding planner would know. Maybe it's just our moms, but at least we think we're wildly hilarious. Yes, a wedding has many elements and pieces to bring the day together, but that doesn't mean we can't do it with belly laughs and a sense of humor. This is your consultation. Welcome to the wedding session. Hey guys, welcome to our podcast, The Wedding Sessions with Say Events. It's Kelly here with Tarina. Hi guys. Thanks for tuning in. So T, what is your favorite part about weddings? I should say like the ceremony, but honestly, it's the food. Food's my favorite part. <laughs> it's the best. It's like, the reason why I go. You're never going to hear a complaint about good food. I don't know what I'm saying. You certainly will hear it about bad food, but that's another topic <laughs> for another day. Exactly. <laughs> well, surprise, today's topic is... Do you need to host a cocktail hour? Ooh, good topic. Right? Yeah. Is it necessary to wine and dine your guests before the wining and dining of dinner? And I think the question is like, do I need to host this event if I'm not even there as a bride or groom? Which is a total reasonable question. Right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So yeah, we'll definitely get into it. And mm-hmm. cocktail hour also offers like the cutest food. It like, does. Like everything's so tiny. Or like like the canopies are so creative. <laughs> It's so true. Um, Everything is very Instagrammable, I find. Yes. If, if it fits in the palm of your hand, it's take adorable. a photo of yes. it. I remember our old boss when we worked in catering. Mm-hmm. He used to say the perfect canapé was if a tiny woman with a glass of wine wearing a white dress could eat it. Oh, so, right? Do you remember? It's so true. Yeah. But it's like obviously a huge like pulled pork slider. Those you are know, the best They're though. so delicious. But like at a wedding when you're like, oh... How's your day going? <laughs> <laughs> but a petite slider that's like, a, you know, a little two bites. Like the size of a toonie. Okay, everybody. So, big question What exactly is a cocktail hour? So, it's usually referred to as hors d'oeuvres or dervies. We used to get that all the time. Um, it's basically that moment between the ceremony and your dinner reception where guests are able to enjoy beverages, whether it's alcoholic or non-alcoholic, and some light appetizers or, or some little bits of food right before dinner begins. It also actually gives latecomers an opportunity to show up without actually looking like they were late. If you could see me right now, my <laughs> hand is up. Okay, as your planner, I'll be on time. Kelly will for both of us, <laughs> but my Fijian roots. Oh yeah, you work on understand. island time. Island time, Fiji time. It's a whole term. <laughs> I was born here, but however, I do adhere to these rules. Yes, for sure. <laughs> yeah. So my little inner history nerd is going to come out here for a second. So did a little research on what cocktail hour actually means, and there's a lot of nobody can. How do they describe it? it Nobody really knows how the word cocktail starts or where it started from. I mean, um, I would presume that it's just from the cocktail drink. And I bet yes, in but where the does old act? days, maybe a scotch and a martini was mm-hmm. served prior to reception, oh. along with a cigar inside. <laughs> right. The stories that I discovered are not 
for these ears. Okay. Right. <laughs> so we won't actually go to what the actual word of cocktail like means, um, but it definitely <laughs> look up horses. <laughs> I definitely thought and, you were going to say another word, but mm-mm, mm-mm. horses and ginger, and you'll find out where the cocktail allegedly may or may not have come from. Okay. There is one theory. Okay. Um, I found this article from Chow Hound. The word cocktail comes from a popular story from New Orleans, one of my favorite cities I've yeah, ever visited, um, yeah. where an apothecary by the name of Peychaud, of the, he created the bitters, he mm-hmm. started that, um, he served a mixed brandy drink in a French egg cup. Eventually, the drink was called, and I had to oh, okay. translate this, you heard me earlier today, yeah. coquetier. Okay. It's the French term for an egg cup. And then they shortened it to cocktail. And it eventually became cocktail. So okay. that's where the word cocktail comes from. Interesting. And then I was like, okay, cool. So, but cocktail hour, what the heck does that come from? What does that mean? Mm-hmm. So another article that I found from HuffPost says it started actually from this British author, Alec Waugh. I'm sorry if I say Waugh. I'm going to say his last name wrong. I apologize. Especially as someone whose last name is like nobody can say it. Um, so he... <laughs> He wrote, what one needs is some kind of a party that starts at half past five, that lasts 90 minutes, at which alcohol is served, but not too much food. Oh, Mm -hmm. I love that. Mm -hmm. I guess that's where happy. Right, exactly, exactly. So for the, so in the article goes on to say, for the leisurely British aristocracy in the early 20th century, cocktail hour provided a socially acceptable reason to start drinking earlier. Okay. It's five o'clock somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get this party started. I mean, three martini lunch wasn't going to fly too long, so happy hour still sticking around. I'm so into I, it. I kind of agree with no, that. I'm into yeah, it. I'm into yeah, it. yeah, exactly. So, I mean, what, <clears throat> what is a cocktail hour right now? Typically, you would serve alcoholic beverages as well as some canapes. So, depending on where you are in the world, canapes, appetizers, little bites. Um, and the length varies anywhere from about an hour to an hour and a half, yeah. usually from between 4 and 6 p.m., yeah. more or less. Mm-hmm. If you have a shorter cocktail hour, you can just serve beverages. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it's longer, <laughs> we highly encourage you to offer food. <laughs> highly encourage. Highly with, like, all capitalized. Yes. Um, and you could do something like past appetizers. You could do a charcuterie station or mm-hmm. small snacks or anything like that. So that's basically what a cocktail hour is. It's an opportunity for your you and your guests to have some little snacks yeah. before you have bigger snacks. And then you can enjoy your evening. <laughs> bigger snacks. <laughs> that's dinner. That's dinner. <laughs> <laughs> if you know Kelly and I, we either eat zero or like ten bites of food all day like 10 different types of meal <laughs> yes that's so true yeah. We're, yeah we have a lot of um experience in the service industry so Sorry, i mean yeah. you should see us eat a steak oh so fast <laughs> five seconds or less <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> want to see a magic trick yeah I'm gone <laughs> yeah. okay so today on our segment of planner's perspective we are talking about the cocktail hour Got it. (laughs) Uh, So for your new listeners joining today, which is literally everyone, (laughs) the planner's perspective segment is when we take one topic or element of your wedding day and discuss and debate both sides of the coins. Think of us like your coffee filter. Everyone is giving you confusing information and opinions. We take it and filter it into smooth and sensible advice. (laughs) With all those worries and concerns bouncing back and forth in your brain, it's hard to stay sane when you have friends and family offering 
conflicting advice. Mm -hmm. So after we discuss, stay tuned for some more information that will help you make a decision that works best for you. Okay. So today's topic, cocktail hour. Yes or no? (laughs) So some of the things that kind of came up as I was doing a little research, and of course in our experience, both from the catering end of things, where we were actually helping to plan menus versus now being wedding planners as well and coming from that perspective too. Yeah. you know, we have a lot of clients that ask us, do I do a cocktail hour? And they they are genuinely stressed out about this. So the biggest thing that I always think about is your timing. Yeah. What does your timing look like? It's and like, what do you need to get accomplished between ceremony and reception? Mm-hmm. But also think about too, if you have a really huge gap between your ceremony and your reception, and also where your ceremony is in relation to where your reception is going to be. So if, for example, you're having your ceremony maybe like at a church, which is at one location, and then you, everyone drives to their secondary location, which is your reception area, Mm -hmm. do you have snacks (laughs) before your big snacks? Um, Do you have a, do you have a cocktail hour while you wait for everybody to show up? And what does that look like? And do you need to do it? I think like with this particular scenario where the church happens let's say like 12 which is super common um and then dinner's at six to have guests come at like 4 30 to mingle and have snacks doesn't really make sense because they have most likely have eaten that's mm-hmm. my oh yeah opinion right and i think but that's how it was done i had to do some research with mother goose and i asked her this my mom and i said you know for all the weddings that we've ever been to whether i was actually a part of the bridal party or if i was a guest and specifically speaking to all of the weddings that i went to that were at a church or a secondary location or you know primary location to that note you are portuguese Mm, yes and i think a lot of european culture was um, applied in your childhood. Oh, for so sure. You're definitely coming from like the Catholic church. Like your what I think your knowledge of weddings before you were like 12 was that. Well, that was e- the format. yes, absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, I had to ask my mom cause obviously I was too busy eating whatever <laughs> no, <laughs> or no, ripping no. around in my, no, I heard the phone call. It was running around in my floofy dress. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We had a lot of those. <laughs> Which but- I could totally Oh, crinoline velvet. Those were the eighties. Oh, oh, dude, yes. let me tell you, yes. it was pretty rough. Um, I loved all those dresses, oh, and we beautiful. actually, yeah. my mom. Total side note: my mom and my grandmother actually helped to make a lot of those dresses. Huh? My aunt kept my dresses. So I'm fairly certain them. my mother still has ours. Oh yeah, I was nine. Too. Yeah, <laughs> it was a beautiful yeah. dress. I would have kept it and framed it myself. <laughs> um, but with that being said, you know, okay, so for example. You know, my my history with my family, you know, you had a church ceremony and then you'd have your photos done. And then if you were a guest, you usually went out to grab a coffee, maybe grab a little snack, depending on what time the ceremony was. Um, And then you would you'd make your way over to the reception afterwards. And I asked her and I said, do you remember, did we ever do um, any kind of like, was there any sort of food or anything like that beforehand? And she said, no, you got there. The bar was open, obviously, Mm because that's where the men always like to go. (laughs) And they'd have like bowls of nuts and like I think it was just all I had because they didn't really have nachos Honestly, in the Portuguese community. Like, <laughs> I appreciate a good nut. Not only are they expensive, but like they fill you up. Oh, yeah. It's just enough. Like don't. Well, they're salty. So then you're thirsty. And yes. that's a, that's so like thing. the high content fat of a nut is just enough to sustain you. 
So if you didn't eat, it totally kind of works. Yeah, but the yeah. way they timed it, though, is that you would show up at like 4.30, 5 o'clock. People yeah. were being seated at 5.30, and you started your evening at like 6 o'clock. So the timing also didn't really allow for a lot of time to have, to have food, have food out, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was that was kind of – that's my history when it comes to the cocktail hour. And then it really wasn't until my friends started um, getting married, and they were getting married in the same location as their reception. Yes. And there's this – there's this window of like, what do we do? We've got people. <laughs> we're out in dog patch somewhere. Like we have right, no idea yeah. where we are. And there's there's even we can't even you you couldn't even go to McDonald's if you wanted to. If you're in the middle of nowhere, you do need to provide your guests with food because mm-hmm. it's not like they can go down the street to exactly. McDonald's and and get food. But at the same time, you don't want your guests to do that, even if you're in a populated mm-hmm. like downtown bustling area. You spend you know all this like this money and effort and time to get married and say okay like fend for yourselves like that's kind of a little rude also it can provide like a challenge later Mm -hmm. when certain festivities are starting such as your grand entrance reception and you got half your grass counts gone yeah exactly Mm -hmm. like where are they where are they like they're Mm -hmm. they've dispersed and it's so easy to get lost especially in vancouver (laughs) you can go anywhere and just get you know, lost very easily. Yes. So, yeah. Um, yeah. It's best to have a cocktail hour to either keep your guests in their spot mm-hmm. <laughs> or to make sure that they don't feel that they have to leave. Mm-hmm. Right. Have you seen Eliza? Oh, I'm going to say her name totally wrong. Oh, Eliza um, Schlesinger. Schlesinger? Yeah. The T-Rex. Um, yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, she's, I love her. I, and she I just I did this. hearts, but I really need to watch it. Holy cow. If you have an hour of time, <laughs> you need to watch Unveiled. Everybody getting married and every wedding planner. I'm totally, shout out to this, this, it was on Netflix. It's freaking hilarious. And she talks about the fact that she's like, I don't want to be paying for something I'm not enjoying. She's like, I'm going to be out doing photos. Or I'm going to be doing something else. She's like, I don't want to have a cocktail hour if I can't enjoy it. And I find that's actually um, a concern with some of our clients as well. Yeah. Is- Eliza Schlesinger. Mm-hmm. Yes. She's very funny. Yeah. She's, I've seen bits and pieces. She's, before, but yes. It starts <laughs> off with her dog. That, she could have just ended it with that. Yeah. <laughs> but she brings up a super valid point. As mm-hmm. a bride, she's like, why am I paying for a cocktail hour that I'm not even going to be able to enjoy? Yes. And I think when it comes down again to timing mm-hmm. is that when we're we're building a timeline for our clients and we're saying, okay, well, so you've got to do this. You've got to do your photos. You want to go off site, which is going to be the next thing I sort of talk about. Yeah. And we have to, you know, accomplish all this. What do you do to entertain your guests? Well, you want to have the bar open so they can have something to drink. They're thirsty. It's really hot out. Give them some water. Um, you want to give them a little, you know, some food or whatever, but you're not even able to enjoy that. And so how many times have we had to make little baggies for our clients? Because they're hungry. They're like, can you please have? I picked it and there's like really awesome chicken skewers or some sort of bougie little canapé, whatever they, they want to have. And they're yeah. like, it's so great. I love it. And I can't get it because <laughs> I'm currently having my face taken yeah, <laughs> pictures, yeah. you know? So, and I think like, uh, obviously a lot of our clients approach it from this angle mm-hmm. and arguably like, yes, if you have a cocktail for your guests, it's not necessarily for you. Mm-hmm. There's not a whole lot you can do about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, as planners, we have done things for our clients. So we have asked the catering ahead of time to pack like a little box mm-hmm. for you. Yep. Sometimes we'll have it like plattered at your at your head table. So when you get in 
from wherever you were, you can enjoy like those quick snacks before mm-hmm. so you do get to enjoy it. Yeah. Or bring it up to your hotel room. Yeah. Or, or like take it on the, um, or yeah, picnic. like if you know you're leaving, we try to like get the um, caterer ahead of time to pack everything up mm-hmm. um, or even just like a, your own snack, like something special that can go with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that'll be a totally other topic. Those you do want food with you when you go for wedding party photos. Highly, highly recommend it because we've seen many grumpy people come back. <laughs> or uh, we just had to stop at McDonald's. <laughs> yes. Yeah, right. Oh, um, man. But to that point, if you look at it from a positive angle, none of your guests will have the opportunity to have a taster. You will. So really ask your caterers for that opportunity to taste the canapes mm-hmm. and see them because you're selecting the experience that your guests are having. There may be 10 cocktail or 10 canapes for you to select mm-hmm. and you pick four. You still got to try 10 really awesome ones mm-hmm. and you pick four of the best. So think of it more of like a VIP service to entertain your guests versus being like, I missed out. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the easiest way to really uh, accept that you're missing cocktail hour. <laughs> now, of course, so we'll talk about ways that you don't have to miss cocktail hour, but that's a little further down mm-hmm. the line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, so my next point to kind of... Uh, talk a little bit about is obviously that whole travel we kind of discussed it a little bit Mm -hmm. um and this idea of going from like point a to point b and i'm not talking about your traveling say from your ceremony to your reception yes we're now at this point where we're talking about maybe going off-site for your photos and again, like, what does that, what does that look like? Do you stay on site? Um, do you, do you actually go off site? How far do you go? Because that really does play a role. And if you're wanting to be part of the cocktail reception, we've done a lot of weddings, for example, where we built it so that the bride and groom, you know, they don't do a first look. So they'll have their ceremony, then they're going to go for their photos mm-hmm. and they, they, are able to be part of that cocktail hour, quote unquote, cocktail hour, so that they can actually visit with their guests. Because I think a lot of people forget that cocktail hour, not only are you being (laughs) replenished (laughs) because you're hungry and you're thirsty, but it's also an opportunity for you to be able to visit with some people. Because if you're sitting at table 11 and they're at table 22, there's no way you're going to see each other during dinner time. You won't be able to kind of visit and talk during dinner. So you have that opportunity to do that during cocktail hour and same with the bride and the groom. So, you know, if you decide you want to be part of your cocktail hour, how do we, how do we build that into your, to your timeline? And again, it just really kind of comes down to that. I think. Yes. Yeah. And it's like state what you want ahead of time. Mm -hmm. Uh, A perfect example is a couple we had, uh, they got married in Squamish and Mm -hmm. I'll say their name, Sarah and Blaze. They were awesome and the first thing they said to me was we want to be part of cocktail hour and cool. I said, no problem so they got their photos done all ahead of time they quickly quickly did family photos if they had um, small immediate families mm-hmm. on each side and their cocktail hour was two hours which I don't always recommend however the bar was open they had lots of food and they had a ton of games and there was a beautiful like pond. I think it's like the end of the river there, but um, basically there was like ducks you could feed <laughs> and you know, like a Saturday afternoon cool. at 4 PM. Yeah. It's the worst places you can be. Right. right? Exactly. And, um, the f- photos, which we'll post on our, um, our website, they were just 
so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, and and Sarah and Blaze really knew their guests. Their guests were very chill, very sociable. Mm-hmm. So to have an opportunity to play games and like to socially interact mm-hmm. and have fun with each other was very appealing to their guests, and it totally worked for them. Nice. It wouldn't work for all couples, but it specifically definitely worked, worked for them. them. Yeah, yeah, and it works like great. Like, consider like what is in your heart. What do you want mm-hmm. to do? And mm-hmm. like we always find a really creative way to make sure that you want to be part of something. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, for sure. And I think the last thing I want to talk about is with regard to cocktail hour is the kind of bar that you serve and the kinds of foods that you would serve. Yeah. What, you know, what does that end up looking like? So we always get a lot of people stressing out about what they're going to serve at the bar. And I always try and remind them, listen, this is not a bar. It's a wedding reception. Yeah. Exactly. So it's not a club. Like It's not a club. Exactly. You're offering beverages. What you select. Yeah. We used to say this all the time <laughs> when we were in catering. Kiss. Keep it simple. <laughs> sweetheart. Yeah, sure. It stands for sweetheart. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. But really, keep it as simple as you can. People don't know what they don't know. We yes. use that to, we use that line all the time, but it's really, really true. People are there to, to um celebrate you, um, to be part of the special day. They do not need to be making these crazy, crazy drinks. Yeah. You don't you don't need to go that you don't need to go that nuts. Yeah. So consider the size of the bar and literally yeah. what kind of items you're planning on serving. Keep it really basic. Keep your if you plan on doing highballs or hard alcohol, you know, keep it really, really simplistic. If you want to just do wine and beer, um, you know, do we always used to say, you know, do two domestics and an import and do when you're looking at your your wine, for example, like do two kinds of reds and maybe two kinds of whites. If that's all you're going to be serving is just beer and wine. So give a little bit of variety because the other thing too during cocktail hour is the traffic jam at the bar. Yeah. Because you know, everybody's going to be like, oh, I had to wait forever for the ceremony. It's piping hot outside. I've yeah. had no water. I'm, I'm dying for a drink and there's nothing pre-poured everything has to be you know man-made i guess whether it's a cocktail or whatever it's a hot mess well like there are certain (laughs) ways around that for Mm -hmm. sure and we Mm -hmm. often suggest it and um i will point out that oftentimes when you're working in a venue that has in-house catering listen to their suggestions they'll always give you like the insider tip Mm -hmm. uh, because they've done it so many times like don't try to reinvent the wheel if they say we can have 50 pre-poured sparkling apple juice ready for you you know then take it (laughs) yeah like they've done it before so we often say like have some pre-poured trays available Everybody can see a glass of white wine mm-hmm. that's easy to grab. Um, and then even uh, some higher end uh, weddings that we've done. Example, the Vancouver Club. Mm-hmm. The bride and groom wanted three signature drinks. Not often recommended, but the Vancouver Club's service is super high end. So mm-hmm. they can accommodate this request yes. very well. And they did. Yeah. So they had pre-made basically these beautiful cocktails Three different types, all different colors, so you can see them across the room. And they have them on trays as guests entered into the mm-hmm. um, the space. Um, and it was like a really lovely, welcoming. People loved it. It was very fancy. Oh, it was fancy for <laughs> sure. But it was like really cool. Like there was a green and orange and a purple one. That's what I can kind of remember from that day. Uh, yeah, but it's like if you're if the catering team is confident that they can uh, pull this off, then go for it. But mm-hmm. you don't necessarily have to. If guests have like a drink in their hand they're happy they're fine yeah. absolutely and yeah. then the other way around it we always talk about it, is have a water station oh yeah it can be as basic as ice and water yeah you can also fill it with lemons and herbs fruit 
whatever. Like fruit punch, yes. iced tea. Oh my gosh, lemonade, anything. Yeah. yeah. And, and all s- venues and caterers have this option. Mm-hmm. It's not uncommon to have this idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we highly recommend actually having a non-alcoholic option just yes. in general yeah. from a legal standpoint because you're supposed to, <laughs> but also because if, if people are just really thirsty and they're like, yeah. I just need a glass of water or something like that, they don't necessarily want a beer, but they definitely want something to kind of quench that thirst. Then having non-alcoholic station of a sort that's mm-hmm. just I mean, it doesn't cost you a lot and it's there all night. Mm. It's, it's really going to make everyone's experience and in the evening so much more impactful for sure. So in addition, um, I know we keep talking about cold drinks because most of our weddings are in the summer here, Mm -hmm. but don't be afraid to have a coffee and tea. Like a lot of our clients Mm -hmm. have, um, family members and friends that specifically really like coffee and tea. Mm -hmm. So just ask your caterer, like how much additional is it to just add it on in the beginning? Because it's so much harder to find the hot items mm-hmm. in the moment than just have it available. Mm-hmm. And it's just a little extra. It usually doesn't cost that much more. And it's just so much. It's just like an elevated experience, right? Yeah. Sometimes we need the cocktail hour. Oh, yeah. That's so true. <laughs> right? Actually, I yeah. think uh, Dockside is a perfect example. Oh, yeah. We love working at Dockside. If you, ever get it, if you ever get the chance, it is a restaurant by day and yes. by night. It's a <laughs> it's a wedding venue. It's yep. so beautiful right in False Creek. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Dockside. Yes. And, uh, but the way they're able to, um, to host weddings or any sort of, well, weddings, um, is that they have their ceremony underneath they've got this beautiful beautiful chandelier in the restaurant like so floor to ceiling windows like oh it's 30 feet high yeah Mm -hmm. oh it's so beautiful i'd like to say the monopoly yachts hang out right like in that (laughs) yacht (laughs) area yeah they're still waiting to be claimed yes I think number three is still there. Like, I'm convinced that nobody's claimed it. <laughs> we should just hop on board. Yes. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Who's going to know? Oh, my gosh. But so the way the way Dockside um, – the way they host their events is that they will do your ceremony underneath mm-hmm. the chandelier area. So you've got this beautiful bay window as your backdrop. And then what they'll do is they will – if it's inclement weather, it's raining out, they'll actually bump the guests over to half of the restaurant that's kind of blocked slightly. So – you can sort of see us working and flipping the room, but you're not in our way and we're not in your way. So you guys can still enjoy. You can go outside if you want, yeah. right on the dock there. I also think like the experience of Dockside is so um, different mm-hmm. because it's on like the water. You're oh. facing, it's False Creek, right? Yeah. You can see Granville Island or you're on Granville you're Island. You're on Granville Island. You can Island. see across the way. You can see Science yeah. World. You can see all the different see parts everything. of Dockside. Yeah, yeah it's really boats beautiful. and like wildlife mm-hmm. and whatever. Like there's not venues out there that exist. So mm-hmm. If you put people near a bar, access to a patio, private patio outside overlooking beautiful False oh, Creek. They'll be fine for hours. They don't give a rat's ass about the shares <laughs> being moved. <laughs> so, yeah. So, I mean, that's one of them for sure. And then what will happen is they end up having to flip the room and they'll flip go. Flip is a term we just use, but it's basically just transforming the room from ceremony to reception. It's a very visual term, though, yes, when you literally think about how they completely flip the space. Yeah. So we all work together as one big team and we'll pull the space apart and we will transform it into your reception. Mm-hmm. And the staff Co- there are great. They are. Yes. But yeah. cocktail hour is actually integral to the the transformation and to the day. If there wasn't cocktail hour... Grandma's sitting on a chair at the ceremony, and we have to shove her to the side while right. she's still in her chair so waiting for the ceremony while we set up her dinner table. Yeah. So yeah. it's actually – you're right. It is really important sometimes you – if you are using your room from your ceremony to reception, it's a great little 
kind of bait and switch with your guests to be like, hey, guys, over here. I got some booze. I got some food. Come on over. Oh, look, we're changing your room. Weird. (laughs) Oh, I had no idea. Yeah, Yeah, we did a wedding at Dockside um, where the the clients, our clients, the bride and groom, Mm -hmm. offered a seafood station where they seared scallops and prawns. Like that lineup was packed. Oh, yeah. It got to the point where people ate so much of it that we had to um, get a go ahead and be like, hey, can we – Maybe add a few more couple proteins. more rounds. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and th- they sure did. But nobody noticed us flipping that room. No. You're stuffing awesome. your face with prawns on False Creek. Nobody Actually, cares. another really great example that we did was at Christmas. We were working mm. at Sutton Place Hotel. Right. Um, that was a beautiful, that was beautiful so space. Fun. It was all set up for Christmas. We had this yeah. real, the bride and groom, um, they were so, so awesome. And they were so, they really trusted us with everything, which yeah. we really appreciated. Yeah. But again, it was the perfect example of um, where we had their ceremony in the one room mm-hmm. completely transformed the space into their reception but we had to bump everybody out so we could make those changes they had cocktail hour and cocktail hour went like slightly longer than it probably should have yes. but for us to be able to make sure that the reception was complete yeah, it was to. like the bar's open for five more minutes yes. are you upset about yeah. that I'm and okay also for cocktail hour they had so um alana and manny we love them. They're also actually wedding vendors. So mm-hmm. Atlanta's a pastry chef and Maddie's like this amazing chef. So they put out like the best food and they have a company called Frolic and Forage. Look it Shout up. out. They're so good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so basically they had, uh, they had a truffle station. Chocolate uh, truffles. Yeah, five folks. different types. Oh my gosh. <laughs> next to a giant gingerbread tower that Atlanta had made, uh, I think like three days before the wedding. And, um, but then they also had mulled wine because it was at Christmas. Mm-hmm. They also had the opportunity to, um, like the guest book was a uh, Christmas ornament. Mm-hmm. So they wrote on that too. So there's lots of stuff for them to do. Plus it was at a beautiful hotel. Mm-hmm. They got to explore the hotel, mm-hmm. which was in Christmas mode to begin with. So mm-hmm. I feel like five minutes extra cocktail hour. Wasn't a big nobody deal. was upset about Especially it? Especially the transformation that happened. Yeah, <laughs> because it was a huge transformation, yes. but it worked out perfectly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, really, really happy with that. But again, actually having that cocktail hour was important for us to be able to make mm-hmm. sure that we were able to to accomplish what we needed to accomplish. Correct. In that, yeah. you know, yeah. we did that in what under two hours. I two hours and five minutes. <laughs> I think I remember it being shorter. Um, but it was something to do with place cards. I can't, I can't. There was something that we needed to double check. Like everything was laid was out. Was it the fire that I started accidentally? Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> oh, no, fire. It was the candles. There was so, because it was very romantic. It was. And, the ch- and we surprised the bride. That's what happened. So we had white floating candles, over a hundred of them. Oh, yeah all through the ceremony and we switched them to black floating yes. candles so that was a challenge in itself so dramatic so many can- uh, vases with water and then switched them without getting the wick wet <laughs> and then i and then i lit the garland on fire <laughs> nobody needs nobody to know knows. except for the video that still lives on my phone of just this blackness yeah anyways it was, it was fine it was good times everyone was happy yeah <laughs> Okay, so real talk. This is the part where we provide you with the information that's going to help you make the right decision. Whatever you decide, you both should be comfortable with together. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So we kind of 
talked a lot about the whole timing situation. (laughs) (laughs) But I think it's something that you do really need to consider. So whether you have the assistance of a planner or not, I think it's something that you should be aware of and consider. If you are going to be having your ceremony at a different location or, um, and you, and everyone's, all your guests are meeting at your reception and it's a very short window from the time that people arrive to the time that everyone's going to be seated to begin the dinner reception, then maybe you don't necessarily need to have food served. Maybe it's okay to have enough time to have a beverage served to everyone as like a welcome gesture. I love doing that. Keyword here. Uh, beverage. Yes. Singular. One. (laughs) Singular beverage. Now again, If you decide you're going to be hosting your ceremony and reception in the same space and maybe you either need to transform the space or there's a bit of a lull where you uh, as a couple are off to getting your photos done, what do you do to entertain them? You know, having cocktail hour is probably would be a good decision, you know, to do. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Another thing to consider, of course, is what you're going to serve at the bar. Again, so we sort of touched on this a little bit. Limit the kinds of booze you have i always talk about the what do i what do i call it the oh the usual suspects oh yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> one of my favorite movies um the usual suspects vodka rum gin or whiskey whatever your preference is yeah you know you can you can get away with having like three <laughs> types of spirits plus wine and beer that's tons for people i mean you don't, don't have the unusual suspect of a jaeger bomb no <laughs> no shots oh my word that is definitely one thing that we highly discourage during cocktail hour yeah is shots because it it's, gonna get, so it's gonna get so messy yeah. so fast it's like um, so bad. It's like a downward spiral, mm-hmm. and, and uh, unfortunately, we can see it happening so fast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. And then you know, by seven o'clock, when intimate speeches are happening, you've got someone's hollered, table yeah, eleven, like, pipe down. Okay, yes. <laughs> <laughs> we joke, but we've had to do it. So yeah, <laughs> we yeah, actually come at this from a little bit of experience. Yeah. Um, another thing to consider again, of course, is your non-alcoholic beverages mm-hmm. as well. So we touched on that a little bit. So whether you do like a, a herb infused or fruit infused water station, mm-hmm. iced tea, lemonade, um, you, you know, if we're looking at maybe colder weather, you know, the mulled cider without any wine, for example, mm-hmm. what about hot chocolate? Having a hot chocolate station would be so awesome to have so during, cool. right? Yeah. During a winter wedding. It would mm-hmm. be so rad. Yeah. And you can even make it yourself too. So if you have the hot chocolate, the liquid. Yeah you know, in uh, in a camera uh, of sorts or, or whatever, yeah. however it's, you know, presented and, mm-hmm. and people can serve themselves and they could put marshmallows in or put whipped cream or mm-hmm. it's interactive. It's fun. People have control of their food. It's mm-hmm. all the things they love. <laughs> totally. It's very Instagrammable. <laughs> exactly. Unfortunately, exactly. that is the standard of a wedding at times, right. certain moments, not the whole wedding, just moments. Moments like, of it. Hot exactly. chocolate bar. Exactly. Perfect. Moments. Yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, we can also have coffee tea as well. It's mm-hmm. a huge, easy one to do. Oh, yeah. yeah. People love coffee. <laughs> like, we were just well, talking about how much we drink coffee. I know. <laughs> yeah. An ungodly amount, that's for sure. Yeah. yeah for yeah. sure. It's like water with coffee. <laughs> There's water in coffee, right? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> and the last thing I think I wanted to sort of touch on a little bit is is – suggestions to kind of stay busy Mm -hmm. so yes you've got the bar open great yes you're passing around some food and whatnot and maybe your your cocktail hour ends up being like an hour and a half to maybe has to be a little bit longer than that what are things that you could potentially be doing to keep everyone busy and out of trouble because I don't know about you but if you leave guys alone for longer than 30 (laughs) seconds they're gonna get into something (laughs) yeah 
I, I would like to uh, provide like a small disclaimer to this though. Mm-hmm. I truly feel that a lot of our clients stress so much about people being bored in a cocktail hour. And we said this earlier that like there are worse places a person can be on a Saturday afternoon. Mm-hmm. They are dressed up. They are talking and socializing with people that they don't always see in a beautiful setting mm-hmm. with some wine and maybe a nice canopy. So you certainly don't need to provide entertainment, but it is sometimes a great surprise for guests exactly because we get a lot of like oh do we need this do we need this it's like no you don't like it's an hour and a half of someone's life (laughs) they'll be fine they'll be fine right (laughs) yeah often people are like kind of disappointed that cocktail hour ends like yeah um there's some settings in vancouver that are like on the water Mm -hmm. the last thing you want to do is go inside yes no (laughs) absolutely yes but if you if you know that, like I said, there are some people that like need to do something with their hands or like get a little <laughs> bit antsy, um, this is a great way to insert an activity. Plus, it won't interfere with the official events, right? Yes. Like you're in dinner. You don't want to have, um, you know, certain things available because you want them to sit and enjoy the food exactly. and listen to the speeches. But right now, they're not doing anything. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So here's some ideas so you can fill mm-hmm. like to enter to surprise your guests i like right. to say versus entertain exactly yeah. so if you decide to have maybe a garden style reception mm-hmm. um there's a really really beautiful venue in harrison called rowena's in oh, on the river it is that. so <laughs> so gorgeous yeah. they've got it's a golf course they've got mm-hmm. grass everywhere everywhere, everywhere. you look on um, the lake it's so stunning however it's a really great place to do lawn games Mm -hmm. so you could do jenga you could do bocce you could do croquet you could do any of those fun vintage style (laughs) event you know (laughs) games i mean there's a lot of fun things that you could you could do and keep Um, your eye open at like you know canadian tire walmart mm -hmm. they're always on sale Mm -hmm. i swore i saw bocce set for like 12 Mm dollars absolutely (laughs) yeah and there's actually you can even um if you live say for example in vancouver and you have a very tiny apartment all 500 square feet (laughs) and you have no room for these games (laughs) then you could always look into maybe renting these games Mm -hmm. as well so there's a few different places that you could always kind of look into that there's a lot of you know facebook groups and things that they'll buy it for their wedding and they're like now what do i do with it they want to pass it on to the next bride so there's a few different um options for that um another thing you could look at doing would be an activity like maybe a photo booth which is always lots of fun Mm -hmm, um with the disclaimer we always like to say to do a photo booth either during cocktail hour or during dancing because again if you have a photo booth going on during the middle of dinner and you're having a plate of dinner and your food gets dropped and nobody's there you can't get mad that your steak is cold (laughs) because you're having a selfie Mm -hmm. in the back corner it's also like slightly disruptive because people are like Mm -hmm. kind of cheering and like having Mm -hmm. fun and and that's totally cool just not during dinner (laughs) exactly exactly so that's why we always like to say if you're going to do a photo booth Mm -hmm. definitely doing it do it during cocktail hour or doing do it during like the dancing area yes. afterwards. And most photo booths only request a two hour minimum. That's awesome. And that totally works. Mm-hmm. Um, it's budget friendly. Mm-hmm. It kind of uh, is like a beautiful kind oh, of surprise mm-hmm. for your guests for that moment and then it's gone. Yeah. But <laughs> it's also a nice a keepsake too, right? Keepsake. So it's always kind yeah. of fun as well for sure. Mm-hmm. Or another one that we're actually getting yes. is magicians. I know. That's so which, cool. Which and we've, and we've uh, worked with them before. I think we would be a bit like skeptical, mm-hmm. but we've seen him in action, and it's uh, and I think it's fine. <laughs> Actually, I've I've seen magicians um, for cocktail or sorry for corporate events yes. during their cocktail reception, yeah. and I've seen it for um, weddings as well. Yeah. And it definitely 
you feel like you're too old for a magician you until he blows your mind you with a rock. trick and you're like, yeah. oh, how did you do that? Yes. And we're not talking like like David Copperfield at the Vegas whatever It's not Chris Angel, okay, it's for not, sure. You know, it's, uh, for it's, your Arrested Development fans like Joe, which I would die if he showed up with his pennies. <laughs> uh, however, it's more like close magic. So mm-hmm. uh, like, I guess all the activities we're describing are little groups. It doesn't mm-hmm. take 50 people to do it. It takes three. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It takes two. Like exactly. it takes two people to play Jenga. It takes two people to see close magic. Mm-hmm. Small little interactive activities that don't disrupt the day, but enhance the guest experience. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. For sure. And a totally selfish reason is maybe you, the couple, might just need a break from your family and friends for like 15, 20 minutes. <laughs> and that's totally normal. Yeah. Like you're with them all day. Mm-hmm. So don't feel guilty. Like if you need 10, 15, 20 minutes to yourself as a couple and take a breather, that's fine too. Exactly. For sure. And we always suggest aim for a cocktail hour to be anywhere from about an hour to an hour and a half is like the sweet window. Anything more gets you into the danger zone of too much booze. Yeah, if you go in that two-hour window, that's not ideal for you. So you want to keep it within that hour, hour and a half. Sometimes cocktail runs late to two hours, but that's just like a buffer time. You don't want it to go more than an hour and a half, two hours maximum. Absolutely. Okay, well, thank you for listening today. We hope you answered your question if you need a cocktail hour. Of course, it's a personal choice, but at the end of the day, we hope you gave you some information that will help you and empower you to make the right decision okay thanks guys so tune in next week when we have another episode for you until then take care bye hey there thanks for listening to another episode of the wedding session remember to hit subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast so you can get updates to your phone for the latest episodes want to connect with us Hit us up on Instagram at The Wedding Session. We're people first and planners second, and understand everyone deserves their own unique wedding experience. So when it comes to planning your wedding, do what's right for you. This episode was written, produced, and created by us. us.